We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Thursday, February the 6th, 2020. On today's show, I break down National Signing Day in its entirety. I'll talk about the four additions, the four new signees to the Gamecocks 2020 recruiting class, including running back Saquon J. Wright, defensive end Gilbert Edmond, wide receiver Gakari Caldwell, and defensive lineman Alex Huntley. Also, I will give my full takes, my full reactions, all of my thoughts, and just try to piece together what has become the Jordan Birch saga. I'll give my full thoughts, the question that everyone wants answered. When is the National Letter of Intent going to come through? Is he even going to be a Gamecock? I'll try to make sense of it and give my thoughts to you guys as well. Also, going to talk Gamecocks basketball, breaking down what was a very rough night on the hardwood in Oxford, Mississippi. As South Carolina takes the L 84-70 to to the Ole Miss Rebels, I'll give my full takeaways, just what it means and really what it means for South Carolina's the rest of their 2019-2020 season. Uh, also, your listener questions and much, much more. It's all brought to you by our friends over at Ag South Farm Credit. Guys, most lenders don't understand land financing. Ag South Farm Credit specializes in land financing and has been doing it for over 100 years. They make loans for small and large acreage, hunting property, timberland, farm and pasture land, even home mortgages and construction. They have a ton of great benefits, including long-term fixed rate financing for 20 years, down payments as low as 15%. They have competitive rates and they pay an average of 25% of the interest back every year as what they call patronage. They're cooperatives. So they share in their profits with their member borrowers. So guys, for example, on a $300,000 loan at 6.5% for 20 years, you would get back $2,770 each year. They have an experienced lending staff that knows land and knows how to finance. So guys, whatever it may be, whether you're buying a plot of land, maybe you're buying a plot of land for hunting, you're buying your first home, you're buying your dream home, whatever it is, whenever you're getting a mortgage, it can be a very stressful and strenuous thing, right? I mean, it can be something where it gets overwhelming, you're spending a bunch of money, how do you know you're making the right purchase? This is something, you need help doing this. I mean, no question. Ag South Farm Credit is that lender. You want to make sure you have the right lender. They're going to be there with you every step of the way to answer all the questions. They're going to make sure they're getting you the best possible rates, and they're going to take care of you. They're going to give you that peace of mind when you do this to know that you're going with the right people. They're going to be per your support system, basically. They're going to hold your hand throughout the process. Ag South Farm Credit, again, is that lender. One of the questions they get asked most often do I have to get two loans when buying land and building a house or can I bundle it into one, right? So do you need two separate loans or can you do one loan? Can you bundle it? So they have the ability to do a one-time close on your land, home construction, and permanent financing. 
So you actually don't have to pay double the closing cost, which is obviously very convenient. They'll even work with customized cash draws for your builder to make it easier on them to get your home built quicker. So guys, if you want any more information on their construction and permanent financing, give them a call, 844-AG-SOUTH, or visit their website, agsouthfc.com slash T-S-U-S. Again, that's A-G-S-O-U-T-H-F-C dot com slash T-S-U-S. Ag South, an equal housing lender, NMLS 619-788. So again, their website, agsouthfc.com slash T-S-U-S, or give them a call, 844-AG-SOUTH, and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. All right, let's get into it. Well, 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 what an interesting show we have got for you guys today. I tell you what, uh, you know, I thought it couldn't get any crazier from the National Signing Day stuff with Jordan Birch. Then South Carolina goes to Oxford and gets absolutely blasted on the court against the Rebels. And then your listener questions as well. What an interesting show we have. Glad you could be along with us on this Thursday afternoon. Hope everyone's having a fantastic Thursday um, very excited to come to you guys again. There is a lot to talk about. I know there's a lot of questions <coughs> floating around out there in Gamecock Nation that need answers that I will do my best <laughs> to do so or give you guys some reasonable logic, I guess, if you will. Before we get into everything, a couple housekeeping items really quickly, guys. If you haven't done so, click the pause button right now, whether you're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever it might be. Take the time, go leave five stars, go leave a review. It really helps to boost up the podcast, and it helps you guys as well. If you want to leave any feedback, whether you things you like, you don't like, things you want to let me know about, um, be sure to do that. But, again, please give the, the podcast five stars. For those that have already done so, really do appreciate it. Also, if you're listening right now and you're not subscribed, not sure what you're doing, click the pause button, hit that subscribe button. You'll be notified of all the daily shows that drop each and every single day, Monday through Friday. So, again, if you're listening, you definitely want to be subscribed. Also, I want to give a quick shout-out to the team and just tell you guys, if you haven't done so, check out all the content on the SpursUpShow.com. I was counting up yesterday during National Signing Day and just the day as a, as a whole. We dropped 15 unique pieces of content yesterday through, like, social media, you know, through the website, through everything else. Was really proud of that, like a well-oiled machine. I'm very, very excited for the future. It's going to be a content overload for you guys. But I just want to point that out. If, you, if you're not paying attention necessarily, check it out, thespursupshow.com. There there's a ton of content, ton of pieces dropping. I'm really, really excited about what's going on right now and for the future as well. So check that out. Uh, also, new merch for St. Patty's Day is coming very, very soon. And also, if you haven't seen the Cox by 90 and the Cuck Flimson t-shirts are on the store. It's simple, tsus.store. Uh, go check that out as well. If you want to support the show, that's a great way to do it through merch. And the merch is really dope, so you should just buy it anyways. Uh, also, no guest interview today, as you heard, but tomorrow we'll have the guest interview similar to last week. Uh, very excited for this guest as well. Really going to get you guys ready for baseball season. Okay, let, let's jump into what everybody wants to talk about. And that is National Signing Day. I want to start <clears throat> with the four additions to the class, the guys that have actually submitted their LOIs first. Believe it or not, I want to start with the guys that have submitted. That have submitted their LOIs first, and then we will get into Jordan Birch. Um, you know, a solid day for South Carolina. Obviously, I talked about on Wednesday, you know, this, this new signing day, or I guess the traditional signing day, if you will, doesn't have the same luster or excitement as 
it used to have in the past simply because, you know, you have the early signing period and really like 90, 95% of your class, you know, puts pen to paper at that point. But there was still some drama on this day, still some drama on National Signing Day, very exciting for South Carolina. Running back Zaquandre White is where I want to start. He went ahead and made it official, the number one running back in JUCO. We actually put out an article about him, about how we think he will fit into the offensive scheme, the system. A guy that, again, was an extremely highly touted prospect coming out of high school, went to Florida State. Uh, switched to linebacker, but went to junior college, got back in the running back position, and again was the number one Juco running back. Uh, I think a great addition for South Carolina, a guy who's obviously got a skill set, um, someone who, you know, the Gamecocks have really flipped the running back room after losing, what, three, four seniors uh, from last year's team. Uh, you now add in Marshawn Lloyd, you add in White, uh, adding that already to Deshaun Fenwick and Kevin Harris. So I think the running back room is set once again. And I think White is certainly a guy that can push for playing time and can push for carries this season as well. Next guy, defensive end Gilbert Edmond. This was a big one because South Carolina actually flipped him on signing day. He flipped from South Florida to South Carolina. A guy that I think is a sneaky good pickup, a guy that I think Will Muschamp could be one of those typical guys that he develops, like a DJ Wanham. Uh, kind of reminds me of that type of player. But overall, a nice pickup for South Carolina. Wide receiver Jerkari Caldwell. Uh, really nice pickup because I think the Gamecocks need as much help at the wide receiver position as they can get a dude from Northwestern. He chose South Carolina over Tennessee. So anytime you can keep a guy like that home is big time. But six foot four, 190, a big body type guy. Very, very excited that he chose South Carolina because, again, the Gamecocks need as much help as, at the wide receiver position as they can get moving forward. So Dracari Caldwell, uh, another guy that decided to stay home. And then, of course, defensive lineman Alex Huntley, which – you don't know who that is. I don't know where you've been. You're living under a rock at this point. We've talked about him a lot, but a really nice pickup. Keeping him home from Hammond, um, a dude that I think will factor in immediately. I think he'll be in the rotation. Somebody that, again, very highly touted prospect, four-star guy out of Hammond, excited for him. But that wasn't the biggest storyline on National Signing Day, was it? And I want to go ahead and dive into that because, again, that's, that's why you're all tuned in. That's what we all want to talk about. Jordan Birch. Um, you know, the big question going into National Signing Day was, would Jordan Birch stick with South Carolina? Would he choose LSU? You know, what's going to happen, right? What's going to happen? What's Jordan Birch going to go with? Um, the signing day uh, ceremony at Hammond happens at 1 p.m. We're all tuned in. We're watching. I was on Jordan Birch's Instagram live feed. Actually, I was watching it through that. And – just the entire day is strange. This entire situation is very strange. So we all saw Jordan Birch gets the mic, basically says, I can't wait to play with my friends. You know, never officially says South Carolina, whatever. Listen, I'll be honest. I didn't take it. I, I, as soon as he said that, I'm like, okay, he's confirming South Carolina. He puts the South Carolina hat on. He's got the paper in front of him. We all assume, okay, LOI sign. Boom, good to go. He's locked in. It's a lock. Bam. Class is done. We punched it boom well <laughs> no 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 Gamecocks it's never that easy is it it's never that easy for us uh come to find out Jordan Birch did not submit his letter of intent Will Muschamp going on his presser at 4 30 to talk about the recruiting class he could not talk about Jordan Birch because if you don't know this you cannot talk about a player that is so not submitted the LOI yet, so he can't speak about him by name or really hardly even refer to him directly. Um, I don't think at all, actually. I don't think he can refer to him at all directly. 
Um, so obviously was not able to mention he, he had mentioned the four editions of the class like I talked about and said that there's an, obviously another spot that we are sure will be filled. Um, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but basically said that. And it was implying that I guess Birch would be that guy. Um, since then, it's come out, people saying that, you know, he didn't submit the LOI, obviously, but did he even sign the LOI? Like, you know, there's been contact between him and LSU still. Uh, you know, his mother leaving it with him from Hammond, basically saying no interviews, no interviews, no interviews. We're not talking to anybody. This entire situation, I mean, it's just a complete shit show. Really. It's really a shit show. It's really hard for me to even put into words how I feel. Obviously, there were a ton of reactions. This this drama really took over social media for the second half of the day Wednesday, even through the basketball game. I mean, we had the Gamecocks basketball game going on, and people were still talking about the Birch stuff. It was that crazy. You know <laughs> – I've been optimistic throughout this entire process in saying that Jordan Birch is a Gamecock, right? Like, I really believe he's a Gamecock. I really feel like if he wanted to have some sort of drama where he flipped and went somewhere else, he would have committed to LSU initially and then flipped to South Carolina. I didn't, I didn't feel like he would commit to South Carolina early and then flip off his home state school. Um, now Gamecock fans are sitting here wondering what the hell is going on. Nobody, nobody. Nobody knows what is going on behind closed doors. I'm not even sure Will Muschamp and staff know. I really don't. I mean, I, you would hope they do, but I don't know. You know, and, and it's funny. That's the one thing I said this on our Snapchat, and I think on Instagram too, but everybody wants to know. You know, Jordan Burch, is he submitted, blah, 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 the Jordan Burch, Jordan Burch, Jordan Burch. Guys, I'll be honest with you. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I can't fathom what's going on. I don't understand it. I truly don't understand it. When you guys know official word on something, when I know, you'll know. But at this point, it's all speculation. But I guess I do want to speculate a little bit. You know, again, I've been a guy that's fully believed that Jordan Birch is a game guy. No worries. I mean, I thought the media circus, basically a quote-unquote media circus, I thought it was stupid. It feels like the media was trying to make a story. You know, you had Josh Kendall saying this and that. And, Two four sevens trying to make it this and that, and you know you got these other guys there. Oh, look at this! It's like, dude, stop trying to make a story out of nothing. How bad do you need clicks? How bad do you need views? Stop! It's just stupid. It's silliness. He's a gamecock. No big deal. Now you put a certain bit of doubt in people's minds when you do this. When you don't submit your LOI, it ain't that hard to fax the document over, my guy. They they make apps on the iPhone. You can do it in two seconds. It's not that hard. I got to be completely honest with you guys, man. As optimistic as I've been about the entire situation, I think the the longer this goes, the more I think he's going to LSU. I, 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 I don't even say that to be negative, but I'm just like, why else? And you know what? You guys may be listening to this at the point, hell, the document might come in Thursday morning. I don't know. Maybe it will. And this will just be all a – it'll blow over and be a big stupid thing. I hope that's what happens. I really do. You know, I really do. But, and again, I, I, my biggest fear going, I'll, I'll just kind of just to switch gears. My, my biggest fear going in this show, guys, was I don't want to say anything that could be taken as like I'm being mean about it or, you know, say anything that some people, somebody takes out of context. But it just feels like this is a really shady situation. 
You know what I mean? And, and here's what I'd say. Why I say that the longer this goes on, the more that I feel like he may go to LSU. Because I just sit there and think of it as me. Like, if I had a son and I was in a similar situation, whenever you make a decision in life, it don't have to be – it can be sports, it can be family-related, it can be job-related. I mean, it can be anything. But when you make a decision, like, I'm a big go-with-your-gut guy, right? Like, I just believe in, like, trust your gut. You know, go with your gut. I really am. I'm a trust-your-gut kind of guy. When, you know, if it – if you take this long in the process, if you're Jordan Burch, because he already committed back in December, right, obviously. Already committed on ESPNU. If you're still uncertain that Columbia is the place for you, maybe it's not. And, I mean, listen, I want Jordan Birch and Garnet and Black. No shit. No shit, guys. I want Jordan Birch and Garnet and Black. But, like, if it was my son, I'd be like, son, the, the decision shouldn't be that hard. Like, it, it must not be for you, which is what I fear may be going on. I think what else could be going on is, God, maybe Jordan Birch really is just going back and forth in his head. You know, maybe there's a a disagreement within the family. Maybe his maybe his mom wants him to stay home, but he wants to go to LSU. I mean, I don't know. But this is like one of the craziest things I've ever seen from a guy this highly touted. I mean, the high, the, the highest touted guy since Jadavion Clowney. You know, if he if he ever does sign, it'll be the highest rated recruit South Carolina's landed since Jadavion Clowney. But this recruitment, I mean from how highly rated he is to the secrecy of this damn recruiting, you know, him refusing to do interviews, his mom refusing to do interviews, you know, how big of a factor his mom is in the entire recruiting process, you know, committing at the early signing period, but then not filing the LOI, but then we're like, oh, he's going to sign with his teammates and then puts the Gamecock hat on at the ceremony, but then he doesn't file the LOI again. Like, this shit is insane. It's insane. And, I mean, again, I want to be optimistic about it and think that, like, he's going to stay home, be a hometown guy. Like, But I'll be honest, the more that I think about it, I'm like, wow, this does not bode well for us. I mean, if it's this hard for him to make the decision, and, again, maybe the document comes in third. Maybe the LOI comes in Thursday morning, this morning. And, and this podcast, this point is moot. And I hope so. hope you guys can skip through this, this, this portion. But – the longer it goes, the more I'm just like, maybe it's not for you, you know, and what a damn fiasco that will be if he does flip. I mean, my God, I mean, I, I don't believe in tweeting at recruits. I don't do it. You know, these are, these are 17, 18 year old kids. That's why, again, you guys have heard me say before, and it's maybe it's sort of blasphemy again. I've said that before too. And maybe it's sort of blasphemy though, doing what I do and saying this, but like, I'm not a diehard recruiting guy. I don't let the decisions of 16, 17, 18-year-olds affect me on a personal level. You know what I mean? Like, but situations like this is why I'm like, recruiting's just so, so dumb. It's so dumb. Recruiting's so dumb. Because, and again, I mean this with all due respect. <laughs> I want to say that before I say this, but recruiting is so dumb because we are sitting here getting so worked up about a kid. We're letting a kid drag us around. Not, I'm not even just talking about fans, but like, ESPN's got wind of this. They're putting out articles. Like, don't you feel like it's kind of making us look bad in a way? Like, it's kind of like we have egg on our face, you know? We're at this kid's mercy. We're at the mercy of a kid. He may not even pan out and be worth a damn. Now, I think he will be. I think he'll be a good player. But you get the point I'm trying to make. 
how silly it is. The kid may not, he may not even live up to the damn hype. It's like, bro, you're not an NFL player. You can't be acting like acting like this. You haven't proven anything. But anyways, I digress. Back to the point. I know you guys have a lot of questions. Have a lot of questions that need answers. I, trust me, I got questions too. <laughs> I, I mean, God, I, I, I don't know what to think. I really don't. I don't know what to think about this. All we can do is hope that, again, the letter of intent, maybe there was a mix-up or he was busy or he couldn't find a fax machine or he doesn't know how to work an iPhone, apparently. Like, I don't know. You know, if the kid, again, I understand is the biggest decision, one of the biggest decisions he'll make in his entire life, wants to take his time, it's fine. But it's like, if you don't know by now, will you ever know? Will you ever know? I mean, that that's kind of my thing with it. Like, it shouldn't be this. If Columbia is truly the right place for this kid, it shouldn't be that hard of a decision. You either want to play at South Carolina or you don't. Pick one. Pick one. So, I, you know. One of the wilder stories I've ever seen in in just recruiting or football, even just the way this has all gone down, it just it's madness. It really is. So I, I you know, I guess we are just at we're at Jordan Murch's mercy at this point. We are going to be sitting there waiting every day on social media, waiting to hear something, waiting to hear something from Jordan Birch, you know. And I'm not saying that Jordan Birch owes fans an explanation or that his mom owes fans an explanation or whatever. But it's just, I hate the fact that, again, as a university, as the football program, we have egg on our face. We look stupid. We look stupid. We're getting stood up. We're the guy getting stood up on the date. We are. We're getting put in the friend zone by the girl. That's exactly what's happening. We've been talking. We've been flirting. We've been hanging out. She's agreed to hang out with us. We go on to dinner. We saw a movie. It's a great night. We're taking her home. We're about to make out with her. We're about to close the deal. She stops us. I, I just want to be friends. I don't. I only like you as a friend. That's what it feels like. We are just like, Ugh! we're that close. <laughs> and he's just dragging us along. So, again, I, I don't have hard – like, I don't want people to take this and be like, oh, Chris hates Jordan Birch. I don't. I understand it's a tough decision. But I hate that it's put basically put egg on the face of USC football. I mean, again, the fact that it's like this is a national thing. I mean, I'm getting the – we're all getting the ESPN alert. Jordan Birch hasn't submitted letter of intent. It's like, dude, come on, man. Like, just make up your mind. Either go to LSU or go to South Carolina. Just pick one. Just pick one. Get this shit over with. So, like I said, guys, when I know something, you'll know it. But at this point, I don't think anybody knows. I don't think anybody knows what's going on right now. And this is, again, this is one of the wilder situations I've ever seen. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. So, anyways, (laughs) let's talk some Gamecocks basketball. And this isn't much more of a positive note either. I was sitting there thinking during this game, I was like, wow, what a show we're going to have on Thursday. I mean, damn. You thought the day couldn't get any more dramatic with the Birch stuff. Then we go get blasted in Oxford. Damn. I mean, 84-70, to 70, Ole Miss gets the win. You know, overall, when you take a look at this game, um, 
you know, maybe I gave us the benefit of the doubt too much. Uh, I thought Vegas was silly for the line even being close. You know, Ole Miss swung to being a point favorite. And, you know, Ole Miss took it to South Carolina. Let's just call for what it is. Um, Rebels shot 47% from the field, 50% from three, 75% from three-point range. Crazy, right? We actually shot 78% from the free throw line. <laughs> In the game that we get killed, we shoot 78% from the free throw line. Just crazy. But we were 41% from the field, 30% from three. You know, again, I, I feel like maybe I should have seen this coming. I feel like I should have seen this coming. I should have been better for you guys. I should have been better for you guys. I really kind of started to drink the Kool-Aid and feed on the positivity and feed on the optimism. I was like, you know, maybe this team's coming into its own. Even with the loss of Manaya, I was like, you know what? Like, we've built depth. Ole Miss doesn't have the depth to hang with us. Like, I think we can pull out this win. And I don't think the reason we lost is because Justin Manai was not in the game. I 100% – I mean, obviously, did it hurt? Yes, it obviously hurt. It's, it's not a positive. It hurt. It definitely hurt. Um, but outside of Jermaine Kuznard and Mike Coatsar, this team just played like shit. There's no other way to put it. Um, I mean, crazy. Quietly, Jermaine Kuznard has 28 points on the night. Mike Coatsar has 19 points on the night. But outside of that, I mean, your next leading scorer is Keyshawn Bryant with eight points, and he was a turnover machine. And then your next leading scorer, two guys tied with five points apiece, a whole five points, Mr. A.J. Lawson, five points, two for ten from the field, and Trey Hannibal. Trey Hannibal with five points in 18 minutes of play. Uh, Just simply not good enough. You know, I talked about that A.J. Lawson had to be the guy that I think really for South Carolina to make a run to the NCAA tournament or make a run to any postseason aspirations it has that A.J. Lawson's got to be the guy to step up. He's got to be the guy to sort of shoulder the load and take the reins, especially with Justin Minaya. I mean, he's got to be the guy. You know, he's got to, and he just simply was not. You know, South Carolina in this game – you know, I thought South Carolina there for a second was going to battle back. You know, they, they got punched in the mouth early. I mean, got down, what, 7 nothing, 8 nothing, battled back, you know, get back and forth game. Uh, just simply could not withstand the bull rush that was Ole Miss and their offensive attack. I mean, you look at the stats, the individual stats, especially for Ole Miss. Um, you know, we talked about uh, Brian Tyree as a guy to watch out for. All he does is score, score 38 points against you. 38 points. Huge night for him. Now, let me say this about this game. Because obviously, brutal performance. I mean, it was, a, it was just a brutal game to watch. Every time every time you thought we were about to creep back in the game and just get there, just get close enough to make you feel like we were coming back, boom, Ole Miss goes on a 6-0-7-0 run. We're right back out of it. Brutal game to watch in that regard. I will say this. I don't think this loss has to define this season. You know, it, I guess it was maybe it was the perfect trap game. You know, people saying we don't play well in Oxford. And, you know, again, Vegas knew. I mean, Vegas knew. Vegas absolutely knew um, that this was going to be a very tough game, very close game. And that, you know, again, I should have known looking at that spread. I should have known that was a sucker line. And, guys, Here's a little gambling tidbit for you. Anytime, anytime the line 
goes from one side of the spread to the other. For example, South Carolina being a one-point favorite, but then the line swings across the board to the other team, Ole Miss being a favorite. A hundred times out of a hundred, this is foolproof knowledge I'm giving you. You never, ever, ever, ever bet on the side that it swung away from. You either bet on the side it swung to or you leave the game alone. Because if the line is if, – if things are so drastic to where it swings the other way, somebody knows something. Like Vegas knows. You know what I mean? It's not 100% of the time, but damn near it's, – it's damn near it. It, it. It's pretty damn constant, pretty consistent. So that's just a little tidbit for you. But I don't think this loss has to define your season. For whatever reason, I'm still – Honestly, strangely optimistic. I, I I know that's kind of – you guys are probably like, Chris, like why are you not like, you know, cussing Frank Martin to the moon and back? <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm still, you know, I still feel like this team can bounce back. This puts a lot of pressure on Saturday's game, though. And, and Texas A&M is a tough team. You know, obviously you beat them pretty handily on the road, but you get them in your building, but you've got to win that one. You've got to bounce back. You can't let this Ole Miss game beat you twice. you got to bounce back. You absolutely have to find a way to bounce back. Um, God, I was going to say something. I just forgot what it was. Um, just, just a brutal loss. Um, you know, Again, this loss does not have to define you. It doesn't. But you got to find a way to bounce back and bounce back quick. A.J. Lawson's got to find a way to find his stroke. Jair Bolden, got to find a way to find his stroke. Or they just need to give Trey Hannibal a damn chance to play the entire game. If those two guys can't get it done, hell, give Trey a chance. We'll go with the young gun. Give him a chance. Um, oh, I know what I was going to say. A lot of people ask, you know, oh, it's, you know, because we were feeling good about ourselves for this game. Is South Carolina a tournament team? That's why I was so hesitant to say, oh, yeah, South Carolina's a tournament team because it still hasn't, I'm, it's scarred in my mind how bad we looked early in the season, how bad we looked against Stetson, how bad we looked against Boston. It's, it's imprinted in my mind. I, I knew that side of us could come back. And unfortunately, it did. So, you know, you got punched in the mouth. You know, you went to Oxford, you got flat out punched in the mouth. We'll learn a lot about this team on Saturday. We'll learn a lot about this group. Do you use it as fuel? Do you use it as fire? Do you come out ready to go? You know, you, you'll, you'll probably have a pretty decent crowd. You know, what, what a one o'clock tip? Yeah, one o'clock tip on Saturday at CLA? I'd say you'll probably have a pretty fair crowd into it. I think Gamecock fans will show up. But you got to give them something to cheer for, you know. And I think it's going to be very easy to tell early on what type of day it will be. So, again, a tough loss. I don't think it has to define your season, but you've got to find a way to bounce back and bounce back quickly if you're this group. You just have to. All right, let's get into these listener questions really quickly. I know I kind of put the link up late. Um, so we've got about five or six questions. A lot of these obviously are revolving around Jordan Birch, but uh, we'll go ahead and knock these out. So W underscore Hale, if Birch wasn't a five-star, would you tell him to shove off at this point? Could be a cancer. 
I'm going to probably read all of the birds questions and then I'll answer them because a lot of them are very similar, to be honest. Um, you know, actually, no, I'll go one by one. No, I would not tell him to shove off. Uh, let's see. CP3 underscore presents. Do you think this Gamecocks men's team can be a legitimate contender in the NCAA tournament? At this point, I'm going to say no. I'm pretty sure you probably asked this before the old Miss game, and I'm going to say no, probably not. Uh, C of CO7, what the actual freak is going on with JB, Jordan Birch? Man, I don't know. That's the million-dollar question right now. Trust me. Jack Dot Dantzler, do we want this guy? He seems 0% committed by his actions and posts. I want him. I think he'll be a solid player, but it is shady. It's weird. It's a very weird situation. I can't deny that. Nobody can deny that. I don't even know how Birch and his mom can deny it. Like, people say, oh, like, why are you saying this? Bro, they know. They know this is a weird deal. They know it is. So, I don't know. Gamecock.media, is this the craziest recruiting story that you can remember? It's one of the crazier ones. I mean, involving South Carolina, I mean, listen, I I don't remember many wild recruiting stories, but, yeah, this is is – I'll tell you this, since I started doing the Spurs Up show, yeah, this is the craziest one. This is absurd, flat out absurd. J.K. Gill, 34, he does not want to be a Gamecock. If he did, he would be signed, in my opinion. That's, hey, that you're entitled to your opinion, and I'm not saying you're completely wrong. And last question, Mark Lee Gardner, freaking whatever, bring on Gamecock baseball. <laughs> Uh, you know, I can't totally disagree with you. <laughs> I'm pumped for Gamecock baseball. Obviously, I'm not rushing away basketball or anything, but uh, I'm pumped. I'm pumped for baseball for sure. I'm pumped for baseball, no doubt. So, appreciate the questions, guys. Appreciate you guys tuning in as well. Um, really quick before we go, that's going to do it all for me, by the way. Before we go, though, if you're trying to go to that South Carolina-Texas game, A&M game on Saturday, any Gamecocks baseball games, obviously opening day is literally next Friday. If you need your tickets, there's only one place to get them, guys, and it's the best ticket-buying app by far. That's our friends over at SeatGeek. Go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP and save $20 off your first purchase. Guys, like I just mentioned, whether you need tickets to Gamecock sporting events, professional sporting events, concerts, comedy club events, you name it, whatever it is, SeatGeek's got your covered. they got a great ticket rating system which rates the tickets for you based on the type of deal you're getting. So never again. Are you going to scout tickets? You're not going to worry, oh, am I getting ripped off? You know, where am I sitting? Am I getting the best bang for my buck? Like, this is so confusing, so complicating, blah, 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 blah. SeatGeek's taking care of all that for you. You simply log on there. You go on the app. You go on the website. They're going to show you what seats are available by the deal score. So you're going to be like, hey, here's these seats, and they're for a bargain. You can get them. Or here's these seats, and you're overpaying. I'd probably lay off those. They do all the work for you. It's super simple, super easy. They give you that peace of mind before you click the buy button. And again, you're getting the absolute best bang for your buck. So again, that's our friends over at SeatGeek. Go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP, that's S-P-U-R-S-U-P, to save $20 off your first purchase. Guys, as always, I am Chris Phillips of the Spurs Up Show. Really do appreciate you guys tuning in, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? 
Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.